Welcome back to Expert Instruction, the Teach by Design podcast where we dive deeper into the research surrounding student behavior by talking with the people implementing these practices, where they work, and with the students they support. I'm Megan Cave. And I'm Nadia Sampson. Team, we have a bonus episode of the podcast. That's is you get two episodes this March. Unbelievable. It's our first ever bonus content. Boko. Typically, our guests are researchers, teachers, coaches, school people, but not today. No, no. Today you get us, all of us people here at PBIS Apps. With us today, joining us in this conversation is uh, Katie Schultz, Deirdre Lomelli, and Seth May. And if it's okay with all of you guys, I wrote up, I wrote up some intros. Are you okay for me to introduce you to everybody? Nice, Megan. Okay, cool. So if you've ever sent an email with a question about your account, a bug in the application, how to integrate data, or when to take a survey, it's very possible that you've heard from Katie. (laughs) She's a longtime member of our management and support team, and she has this uncanny ability to solve just about any puzzle you throw her way. And believe me, I personally have tried And if Katie can't solve that puzzle, then you've probably heard from Deirdre. He is the management and support team manager and our resident PBIS apps Wikipedia. She knows how to use every bit of our apps and is full of ideas on how we can make them work better to the benefit of literally every school we support. And Seth, well, Seth wrote Swiss. (laughs) So... He and he did it as a student at the University of Oregon. I don't, I still don't quite understand how Rob Horner finagled that situation, but he did. And we're so grateful for it because Seth is a developer, but he is also now the director of IT here in our department. And the thing I always appreciate about him is the way that he can, we can tell him an idea. And he immediately sees, starts to think about how that would work from a technology standpoint. And he asks such good clarifying questions and all of our work is better for it. The four of us, along with Jessica Daly, our director, Kent McIntosh, and most recently, Alan Cook, are on the tail end of a project that we've been working on for what, like, is it 12 weeks, you guys? Has it been 12 weeks? Because it was the first October. So yeah. whatever backwards from October. And now to October is. <laughs> yes. I think we've been working on it for about 12 weeks. And somehow the stars all aligned. And that work that we've been up to happens to sync right up with the topic that we've been talking about since February, VDPs. And so maybe you've seen the articles, the announcement emails about the work that our project team has been up to. But if you haven't, We've been busy updating the definitions to the referral category labels in Swiss. So in Swiss, we've got these categories that go along with every referral. And in those drop-down menus are labels. And every label in Swiss has to be defined. And those definitions need to be mutually exclusive, which means we can't have any overlap. They need to be operationally defined, which means that we kind of have to describe a little bit about what that behavior actually looks like. And the list itself needs to be exhausted so that we've given you the labels so that you're using that other label real infrequently. And we like to, as a group, as a PBIS apps group, we like to revisit those definitions from time to time. And we realized that it had actually been 
a long time since we had done that. So that's what we did. A very long time. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what we did. We basically became a project team of definers. So as Megan said, uh, we have been talking recently this month about vulnerable decision points or VDPs. So why is it important to include defining behavior as part of this discussion? I don't think it's readily apparent um, necessarily to all of us. So how are these things related? Yeah. Deirdre and Katie, do you want to start? I think... uh, one of the things that's just really important, is, especially as we were going through the list, is that a lot of behaviors you can look at in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So if you don't have a clear definition that everyone in your school agrees on, it becomes really easy for people who are in those vulnerable decision points to just be frustrated and to start like nitpicking at behaviors mm-hmm. because of how they're feeling in the moment. But if everyone is aware of the definition of these behaviors and how as a school we agree we should handle these behaviors, it provides a really good kind of thing for that person to hold on to in that moment. Right. We've talked about um, subjective behaviors Mm -hmm. a lot um, in our work, uh, especially related to equity and the way that um, students of color, particularly Black students, are referred differently than their white peers uh, for referral or behaviors that are not so clearly defined. Uh, Things like defiance, disruption. We were recently talking with um, Sean last last couple of episodes. We've been talking to him and his work, and he found that physical aggression was another behavior that um, where students were referred differently. Uh, White students were, the behavior was managed in the classroom by staff members, and for Black students, physical aggression was a behavior that was sent out of the classroom to the office. And so by defining what these behaviors actually look like, you're actually contributing to improving equity in your overall referral process. Seth, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that, um, you know, we all bring our own perspective, our own background, our own lenses to the table whenever we uh, are making decisions. And that means that two of us might see the same issue, the same problem behavior from two very Mm -hmm. different lenses. Uh, And a lot of problems can occur when we look at things, um, the same thing and see two different things. And so by spending the time to understand that when I say this word, this is what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really helps to eliminate a lot of those problems. So when we clarify our definitions, uh, we help to ensure that everybody's using the same terms and that improves both the quality of the data that we're collecting and also the quality of the decisions that we're able to make out of that data. Well said. Very well said. Super helpful. All of your responses were very helpful. Deirdre, did you have something? Yeah, I would just add to that around um, when you, as part of a school team, when you're working through defining what that behavior looks like, it helps with explaining and teaching the expectations to students. So then Mm -hmm. transforming Mm -hmm. the behaviors that, um, and exactly what that looks like, and then that meeting the school-wide expectations and in our school and in our context, what that looks like. So it can also just relate back to then how we're teaching students um, our, our, our agreed upon behaviors in the school. Yeah. So what does it look like and what does it not look like? And hopefully students and teachers can be more on the same page about those things. So yeah, great. Thank you. So you all were 
working in this group, working on this team, this subcommittee <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> for a long time, what, uh -huh. 12 weeks, Megan said or so. I think it was. I, don't I know. bet. I bet. So what did that process of defining behaviors in Swiss, what did it look like? Talk me through your process. What did you do? Mm -hmm. How'd you do it? All those things. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I can start. You guys jump in. So we brought together a team of people. That was kind of the first part of the process. And to the team that we brought together, we tried to um, include a representative from every group in our organization, because like Seth said, we all come with different perspectives and backgrounds and experiences. And so we wanted, because we're all committed to this particular set of definitions as you know, an organization, we wanted to get feedback from everybody and include that. So we've got together a group that had representation. Um, and then we set a regular meeting. It was every Wednesday for a long time. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, we had an existing document to go on. Um, but uh, yeah, we just kind of went through it one at a time. And we, um, the other part of that is that because it had been some time since we had revisited these definitions, um, we had heard from schools um, between the last time and now about some of the, remember I said um, that the list needs to be exhaustive. And so we heard from them some of the labels that they felt were missing from the list. And so we just worked together to revisit the list, essentially mm -hmm. the list mm -hmm. of um, behaviors, locations, motivations, what actions taken. Is that it? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask, were you, I think were that you was thinking about, yeah, what you, what you were hearing in the last several years from yeah. our schools, from our educators, mm -hmm. and that was helping to guide your conversation? It sounds like it was. Yeah, yeah. for me, I mean, coming back to uh, quality data, um, you know, we, I, I think it's really important that um, we have, you know, clear definitions, well-vetted categories, and that really helped lead to better decisions. And Swiss is a very opinionated piece of software. Um, <laughs> we, we don't let everybody just enter whatever categories they want uh, because we've actually seen this lead to really, really bad data, really bad decision-making. With all that said, I think it's really important that everybody understands that we take a really, uh, we take a great deal of care and thought about the labels that we use and what are, are presented there within Swiss. Um, and so we, we definitely looked at how language and, uh, has changed around behavior. We looked at how uh, we could simplify or streamline the language to improve the overall mm -hmm. consistency of the application. And then also how school environments have changed over time. And then trying to take all of that information as well as the data and, and the requests that have come in. Uh, we looked at each of the labels and each of the definitions and, and looked at how they could be improved or how they could be adjusted. And that's yeah. really, uh, I mean, the goal of what we've tried to do. And I think uh, hopefully uh, it shows. Yeah. And having been here a long time and, and hearing what you're saying, Seth, I, I really want to reiterate that we are really careful about this from the very beginning. Well, weeks, people. For, weeks. Well, and for weeks, <laughs> but for years, we've tried to be really careful with what we put in um, Swiss. Yes, it's very opinionated, but um, we've really tried to put in there what, um, 
what we know to be true or what we're finding, what's evidence-based, what we're hearing from schools. Um, so I, I really appreciate you mentioning that because I, I believe that that has been true for years um, since, since Swiss was um, developed. So. Um, so you've talked a little bit about what you learned as you made your way through the definitions and the labels that there's some overlap, things were outdated, maybe some definitions were too specific or maybe a little too broad. So what other are there other things that you want to mention that you learned? And then what did you do with what you learned? Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, one of the things that um, I know Katie and I find often when we talk to schools and educators in schools is um, they'll, there's a request for like, this behavior isn't there. And it sometimes just is around, uh, the, the, the label or the, um, what we're calling a uh, behavior. And, um, and so really we always refer them back to kind of check the definitions, look at, you know, while Swiss, we are calling it, um, uh, time out of class, um, the actual definition is encompassing that, you know, timeout. Maybe you in your building, you're calling it timeout. Um, but that that the definition is the same. And so just kind of looking that. So with knowing that sometimes um, how we refer to things or the label may be some variability, that the definition often is very common. Um, and then adding kind of an example. So for particular in our school, that example is, um, and that was one of actually my favorite parts. Me uh, too. <laughs> I know we came up with lots of examples that may or may not um, cover some of things that our students or our children um, <laughs> maybe Personal may experience. or may not have received a referral for. <laughs> right, and right. that part was really um, helpful. I think in, we defined it, but then also giving a little context of, for example, this may um, look like this. Uh, and that was really helpful. And I think will be a really helpful piece for schools that they can look at the definition and then see examples and be like, yes, that actually fits into that category. Yeah, right. or that they could take our definitions that we've just gone through the process of making and then just clear out the examples we've given and add their own from their own context so that it becomes a document that's really specific to a school. I love that you mentioned that that um, those examples are there and that people can also tweak those examples so that they contextually fit with their school, because I know that's something that um, folks ask. Um, so staying true to the definition, um, but at the mm -hmm. same time, it might look a little bit different contextually in different schools, I think really adds that flexibility. So I, I really, I'm excited to see those uh, those examples. So that's yeah. great. With that document in particular, we really wanted it to make a document that was useful for schools. Yes to have readily available that was clear to understand and that could be, you know, used and, uh, you know, kind of made specific for their own purposes. So nice. that was an exciting outcome of this project that I don't think was necessarily the forefront. I mean, obviously the changes right. in Swiss were kind of the most important, mm -hmm. but updating this document, I think is actually going to be a really helpful tool that just kind of ended up being a really good, like kind of byproduct of the updates in Swiss. Nice, great. Yeah. And I so think that's in bolts. I go think ahead, of the changes. So that's in bolts of the changes that we uh, made. Where we did find you mentioned an overlap. We found one place where our, uh, labels overlapped, and it was we were just talking about it this morning. It was um, what was it? Lying, 
and theft theft were the two mm-hmm. um were the two behaviors and uh included in that label in both labels were behaviors related to academic um Dishonesty. issues yeah dishonesty and so what we decided to do was just remove the so they overlapped each other in that way right right um and so what we decided to do was leave you know theft and lying as their own actual labels but we just removed those academic components from the label and created a new one called academic dishonesty oh nice so for schools that when students um i think the two behaviors related to academic dishonesty that were in the labels were um cheating and plagiarism mm-hmm. and so uh those kind those types of behaviors now have their own label so that if a student stole something it's not if if a student plagiarized their work it doesn't show up as they stole something they got it does that make sense yes they, and they, that it's never made them. sense to me the way <laughs> that was set up anyway so i just i that's great that makes yeah. so much more sense Um, And then another thing that we ended up doing was, um, let's see, it was related to, okay, so I was talking about those larger, the way we talk about behavior. So I hopefully maybe people have noticed, maybe you haven't, but none of us have been talking about problem behaviors um, on this episode. And so that was one change that we wanted to be really deliberate about um, in the way that we talk about it, which is that Behavior doesn't need to have a qualifier in front of it. It is just behavior. Um, Whenever you add that qualifier of appropriate or um, problem, or maybe there's another one, I don't know, expected, is is that it's appropriate to whom, or it's a problem for who. And so you just take out the problem part and we just talk about behavior. We also um, have two types of behaviors um, within Swiss. We've, uh, in the past, we referred to them as majors and minors. And now we wanted to really focus on where the decisions or where the uh, consequences or actions um, are handled related to that behavior. So we're now calling minor behaviors staff managed Mm -hmm. and we're calling major behaviors administrator managed. So it really focuses the attention on who is the person that's supporting and handling this particular incident. It really takes the judgment in in some respects off um, the behavior, because I think sometimes we get confused. Yeah, Yeah. the severity and and we start thinking that those... that there's a lot of judgment in there and that this is somehow the consequence. Getting um, a, a piece of documentation is somehow related to um, the consequence. And it, for some reason, I'm connecting those two things and it yeah. sounds like you really took that away. And yeah. um, it, se- it seems <laughs> much more clear. In the same vein, uh, you know, when we went to the data and we looked at the data and how what was being used, we definitely saw within custom fields that people were using um, a lot of custom fields to track a restorative practice in action yeah. taken. Uh, and, yes. and so, you know, bringing that to the table and adding, adding, taking what we've seen and adding it uh, on uh, is a really uh, important one for us. Um, mm-hmm. So we've talked about, we've actually been talking about this variability um, in how educators address student behavior. Do you think the changes that have been made um, will allow for that variability um, to, 
for educators and, and how they address things. And now you were um, talking about when we, were, when we were talking about these questions, yes. you were talking about tardy. Do you want to share? Right. So tardy was one of those ones where um, I know we had a minor tardy, major tardy, and now we're staff managed. Mm -hmm. uh, Administrator. administrator managed but we we would hear from folks well what does tardy mean to you in your classroom well for some educators tardy is if you're not in your seat with ready to go with your materials you're tardy if being in the classroom wasn't enough whereas for other educators in a building it's it was as long as you're in the classroom that's fine that that works for them. So do you feel like there's still um, some allowances or um, for that variability for folks to have things still look a little bit different um, in, in, in their classrooms of what their expectations are around those um, definitions or behaviors? I think we really do. Uh, I think our real goal here is we want to build environments that are highly predictable uh, for both the students, the educators, and the administrators. And if there's too much variability, it can cause confusion. But every school has their own culture. Uh, they have you know, their own norms, their own expectations. And the, the key is to provide that internal consistency uh, that ensures that everybody's working from the same playbook. Um, and so it doesn't really matter if tardy means the same thing in your school as it does you know, a district away. I mean, hopefully they're, they're close, but what it looks like in your environment, as long as everybody understands what that looks like, I think that's uh, the real key. And I'd say too that, um, you know, classrooms have their own expectations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we always, they should always be tied into the, what the school-wide expectations yes. are. Yes. And so classrooms sort of become this little microcosm, this little tiny community of that's representative of the larger. And so you can have expectations that are specific to your room as long as you teach what those are. Excellent so point. Um, so if tardy is, um, you should absolutely teach, first of all, you should teach students what does it mean to be tardy? When will I, when will I mark that as something that has happened? Mm -hmm. um, and then once you've taught that, then I think, I think that's okay, you know, to mm -hmm. have some variance in your classroom. I would say, though, the thing to decide on as a school is whether specific behaviors are staff-managed behaviors or are they administrator-managed behaviors? Can they be both? And when does it become an administrator issue and sending, sending students out of the classroom or um, versus, you know, keeping them in the classroom engaged in instruction and just handling it as something that you manage? personally. I think that, that is something that you need to have consistency on within your yeah. school. We want less so, variability around that. Yes. Yeah, so um, tardy needs to be something that you decide yep. as a school yes. is or is not going to be something that's handled by an administrator. Yes. That that level of predictability I think is really important. And I, I think you've you've both said that in different yeah. ways. So great. Yeah. How do you anticipate the changes that we've that y'all have made um, affecting decision making in school? Because that's really what this is all about. We want our schools, we want our educators to be able to use the data for decision making that lends itself to better outcomes for students and staff. So how do you how do you see this affecting decision making in schools? So uh, you know, I think about uh, you know 
the new categories and everything we've done. And one of the, uh, the core questions that uh, I know we discussed it quite a bit is um, whenever, whenever we looked at, should this be included? Should this be split apart? Is uh, does having this lead to a different decision being made? Mm -hmm. um, and that was really important because you can take the data and uh, you can break it down too far. Um, mm -hmm. Swiss is really meant to be a decision-making system, not a data tracking system. We want to take data and we find the right level uh, so that you know real human beings can take it and look at it and make really impactful decisions. Um, and so we don't want to track every detail and every nuance uh, and we want to find that, that right level. And so the categories um, that we've selected, whenever we came to those decision points, we said, is this going to be different uh, mm -hmm. if, we, if we track this separately? And, and a lot of times we said, no, uh, let's keep these uh, in, in the same group so that uh, it makes the decision making easier because they're not going to be any different. I think about that discussion that we had because we added some uh, Swiss comes with some with subtypes for specific yes. behaviors. Yes. Um, and I think about the conversation that we had related to technology violation. Seth brought to our group a list of all the ways that schools have uh, created custom fields for um, technology violation. And um, so we had this. We had basically had two ways we could go. We could we could give folks a default of the types of technology, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. phone, tablet, personal device, computer, laptop, whatever, we could do that. The uh, But Deirdre, I remember, was really good about bringing us back to the decision-making component. And she said, but if I know that a student had a technology violation on their phone, does that lead me to a different decision than if I just knew that there was a technology violation? And so then we start talking about it and we think, well, really it's if, if they're doing something inappropriate with a school technology, a laptop, a tablet, whatever, versus they're bringing their phone out and texting their friends in class. And so that's when we decided to pivot and give the defaults as school issued or personal. Um, so, that was that played into it. So it just kind of comes back to that whole process of how how does this change affect a, a decision that a school might make? That's so helpful. It's one of those conversations that I feel like we've had um, through the life of Swiss is when people make requests about um, different features in in the applications. Um, we're always how will that lend itself to better decision making? Um, will is this piece of information going to give us more than what we already have or, or lead us again, as Seth said, to making a different decision. So I think that's so important. Um, and it just reminds me of that phrase we've heard for years and years is you don't want to drown in your data. You want to have <laughs> enough and not too much and not too little. So that's yeah. great. This is important work. This is exciting work. Where <laughs> can folks learn more about this? On our website, <laughs> we've got uh, Megan has already got some really helpful articles up. I think by the time this comes out, she'll have all, not almost all of the articles up that have some really helpful tips, um, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to implementing or not these new features as we approach the end of the school year. Um, the new definitions are already posted. They're they're available. 
Alan, who's not here today talking about this with us, but he and the rest of the training team members have been working on updating the referral form examples because those also have not been updated in quite some time. Right, could, right. Could use some work, so he'll have that. And then over the next few weeks, we'll come out with some tutorial videos and I don't know, just all kinds of updated resources. Social media, we'll post about some things on social media, so be sure that you're following us on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, all the things in all the places. Yeah. Everything yeah. everywhere all at once. And then they can always reach out to us with additional <laughs> yeah. questions or in-depth and trying to look for more resources. We, mm -hmm. uh, we have a whole group of people that's ready and willing to help you. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks to all of you. Thanks, guys. For all your work. Thanks. Yes, you're very welcome. <laughs>